This week, Sonny joins me to interview Alex Lee, a senior game designer on the Legends of Runeterra team who's worked on plenty of aspects of the game, including live balance and most recently, including the newest release, Magic Misadventures. We'll interview him about the champion creation, the design process behind all of it, and much more. As always, we are brought to you by Runeterra CCG, your home for anything you need for Legends of Runeterra, including opinion pieces, deck lists, guides, and much, much more. If you aren't tuned in there, you're surely missing out. Hope you guys enjoy this episode, and I'll see you at the end of it. What is up, everyone? Welcome back to the Twin Suns Podcast, episode 81. Joining me today is our good friend from the Netherlands, Sonny. Sonny, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing great, and I'm so happy to be here. Thank you. We're happy to have you back. Weird circumstances, but you're uh, going to join me for an interview here with Alex Lee. Alex Lee, welcome back to the show. Yeah, thanks for having me back. Yeah, really appreciate you coming on. Uh, real quick, just for anyone who missed the first episode with you, can you give us a quick rundown of uh, your role over at Legends of Retire? Yeah, so I'm a senior designer on Legend of Terra um, on the content team, and so um, I've been a you know set lead for set two, as well as um, kind of helped out with a bunch of other stuff, and most recently um, was one of the design leads for um, the Battle City expansion as a whole, um, as well as um, Magical Misadventures, and I'm the uh, current live design lead. Perfect. And uh, obviously that is why you are here. We are recording this on the day of the release of Magic Misadventures, so we are very excited. Uh, I think Sonny's been playing Pantheon all day. That's what I've been doing as well. So, <laughs> very Targon hyped. boys. Yep, yep. we got to keep it true. we got a Targon expansion we had to come through. Uh, so yeah, we're going to talk to you all about uh, that new release, but real quick, just want to open it up with a couple questions about the previous release, if you don't mind. Talk about uh, general things about Beyond the Vandalwood. So... Uh, first off, I guess, how did you feel about the overall reception to the Vandalwood? Yeah, um, I think overall it was pretty exciting to see, like, players just building some really crazy stuff. Um, like, we always have our kind of internal thought process around, like, hey, we think this archetype will be cool, and we think this archetype will be interesting. But the, uh, just kind of, like, the sheer number of decks that we've seen pop up, um, as well as, like, the, the, the you know, the, um, kind of, like, the things that we thought would be cool and fringe, like, I think Shellfolk is a, is one, you know, pe me personally, when I designed that card, I was like, this would be, like, a cute little, you know, like, a meme deck, and someone will have, like, one cool thing, and then I saw Cephalod Pod's deck pop up, and I'm like, oh, no, oh, no, and then to see it, like, not be just, like, oh, it's not gonna get hard countered, this is actually, like, a very solid deck with multiple things, I'm like, oh, okay, uh, you, you know, um, so that stuff's been awesome, uh, I think, uh, you know, beyond that, there's just, it's been cool to see, uh, I think, you know, fans of Yordles in general, um, from coming from like League and and and, and, and like uh, the like League IP in general, kind of always feel a little like by the wayside because those those uh, champions don't always have they're not always front and center. Um, yeah. Having like an entire expansion dedicated to that, uh, it was cool to see those fans like kind of have their birthday party, um, uh, <laughs> and that's been that's like been awesome. Yeah, for sure. Sonny, you want to take the next one? Uh, yeah, we uh, we also like. What are your thoughts on the cards that were released this expansion so far? Like the four champions in particular, and some of their accompanying cards. Like, what are some of the cards that are supposed to bring those archetypes to their full power level? Yeah. Um, so this is. Uh, I think this set in particular is an interesting example of. Um, we tried to design each release so that like the champions that they had would have something to play with. Uh, so it's cool for you know in this case where it's like Pantheon. Uh, kind of has a complete ish deck that we we think there's there, um, but he'll kind of get his you know full full one later. Um, but it seems at least for so far today, players have been finding some really interesting kind of things to pair him with. I've seen like a Zoe you know version. There's been um, I think some talk of like a Riven version that might be cool. Um, uh, Ari Kennen is uh, I, I think um, you know it's been the current kind of popular favorite that I've been seeing um, from like streamers and and friends that have you know or people that have messaged me about it. Um, I think that's kind of like doing what we wanted to do. And then Rumble. Uh, is probably the weirdest one, um, and I think he's, yeah. he's probably going to take the longest time to kind of figure out because the the deck is uh, very interesting. Um, but uh, yeah, it was kind of nice to see, um, like, have that second half come in, um, especially since the Scion Draven deck uh, already felt like a complete package. So providing players with a kind of what is essentially an alternate um, deck to play or archetype to kind of figure out when they've already kind of felt like they solved it is, uh, I'm, like, that's probably the one I'm most excited to see, like, what happens with it over the next couple of weeks. Yeah. Yeah, these cards are going to support the the current set so so crazily. 
Uh, you, you did shout out Cephalopods, uh, the deck there. Did you have any other particular favorite community creation uh, between all of the other uh, things that you saw during the first release? Yeah, um, there was a number. I wish I had the list, but uh, I think some of the most recent ones that I've seen, um, uh, well, this was dire- this was actually an archetype, but the fact that it kind of like rose to power that it did, but Darkness, just in general, I was we were all surprised because that yeah. felt like a deck where it was going to be a pet deck and then it not being a pet deck and like it actually having some prominence, uh, especially during Worlds was great. Yeah, really. Um, I think the Lulu Jinx discard deck is pretty cool um, and very neat and, and uh, a little surprising to see that um, kind of running around. Um, there's also, I think it's like a Talia, there's like a Talia X champion deck that, um, Ziggs? I think it's, yeah, yeah. The Talia Ziggs deck actually. Yeah. Uh, yeah. where it was, um, in testing when we were playing around with it, we were like, oh, this is neat. Maybe, maybe this is something that we'll, we'll possibly see. Um, but it was kind of hard to gauge just because we actually changed, you know, Talia at some point in time during that time period. So that mm-hmm. was cool. Um, yeah, I think for me, some of those have been the like more interesting ones. Um, I'll also, you know, kind of mention the elephant in the room of like Poppy. Anything it turns out is pretty decent. Uh, <laughs> was was definitely not, I think, one of our uh, intended, uh, you know, kind of like we think this is what's going to happen. Um, so that's also, you know, uh, been kind of cool. Yeah. Uh, sure. About Shellfolk, you, you said that was a card that you printed, and we're like, yeah, maybe somebody used this in like some kind of one-off deck. But are there any more cards that? had that effect i can think of glorious evolution like one that actually kind of rose to some power in the fizz yeah. vi deck where you kind of otk with poro cannon are there any more cards like that yeah i think each each like release we try and include some number of those decks where the express like the explicit goal of that card isn't like it goes into this archetype or it's supposed to be good or it's you know something along those lines they're usually cards that are like this seems like it'll be a cool effect i don't know maybe someone will break it or not but we, we try <laughs> to leave those open as a like we don't we're not solving the puzzle here and we're explicitly kind of like like letting you you like y'all go figure out what that could do or be um i think for at least for this release um you know gel folk was definitely one of them um uh, avatar of the tides was another one um mirai uh great mother was a was also one where like yeah, yeah maybe there's something really silly here um uh so those are i think some, some of the big ones um treasure trash is another one where you know oh, like yeah. Uh, no one's broke that one, and I'm kind of happy about that because that card uh, <laughs> had the potential to do some really weird stuff. Um, but uh, yeah, I think at least for that release, those are some of the big ones that we were like, yeah, maybe maybe um, something interesting will happen here. But there was yeah. no express it like explicit goal. Very nice. Yeah, there's definitely well, some shocking things in there for sure. So we're gonna jump to uh, Magic Misadventures here, and really, uh, we're just gonna go through each champion one by one, and uh, really just discuss. I guess overall design process, and then if Sunny and I have any follow-up questions about particular kit that they're coming with, we'll throw those at you. But uh, you know, you were mentioning Yordles being at the forefront, so we'll start with one here. Can you just tell us the, I guess, design goal of Kennen? This is probably the only one on the list that I like am very familiar with in League. The other ones, I don't think I'm good enough to play. Uh, but Kennen was my boy, so can you tell us how you kind of transferred his kit into Legends of Runeterra? Yeah, so um, Ken and Ari both were ones where we we explicitly kind of had this idea of like, uh, I should sit back and say, one of the things that we'll often do when we're designing sets, um, especially the further out we get from like launch, is kind of look at what are archetypes that we previously, you know, worked on or we've had out in the game that either we think there's a new, cool, interesting take on it that we can do, or is just something where, you know, we feel like the initial release didn't get quite enough support. Um and so, and try and like figure out ways to kind of reinvigorate those. Discard is a, is a great example of that. And so, with this one with Kenan and Ari, uh, or you know, Kenan specifically, it was like we kind of know how his kit plays in League. He's this little you know uh, ninja rat at the top lane that uh, tries to build up these electric stacks and then um, stun you and then kind of pop in ult and deal a bunch of damage. Was kind of like his his like initial um, like we know those are the big moments from League. Uh, and so. Um, the, the, but we had to kind of pick which part of his kit we wanted to, to really focus on. And Mark of the Storm felt like it was the cool thing because it's the like, you know, you feel smart when you can build up the stacks on your on your opponent's, you know, uh, your opponent. And then like being able to stun them for the big, you know, swing is like cool. Um, uh, and, you know, with that as our seed for Kennen, it was kind of like, all right, let's figure out what archetype we think he would fit well into. And like, what's, what's something that's going to embody that pretty well? And uh, Recall felt like a pretty good synergy there because he's... He's pretty hard to pin down, um, and it was, uh, I think, a space that we just hadn't really filled out. Um, and so from there, it was pretty easy for us to like 
kind of like look at what are the obvious holes we think exist within that archetype and started kind of designing around those um, with this kind of like stun and tricky, tricky play style that we had um, kind of carved out for him. Hmm. Very cool. Was there any thought that went into making him a one drop? Because so far in Rune Terror's history, I think almost every one drop champion has seen a lot of play, namely Timo and Zoe, I think, Fizz too. Was there anything that went into designing the card, making him one man and, you know, making him pretty flexible in what deck he goes into? Absolutely, yeah. Um, so that, that that is a great call. Uh, I think when we initially were looking at him, one drop wasn't the explicit plan, It was, but it was kind of like lower cost because we know for the recall package in general, um, or like what we even totally call it is like kind of like bounce house, is it's a pretty mana intensive uh, uh, archetype. Like you really need to be able to have the mana to be able to play return something to hand and then play it again that's like just a pretty high investment and so like having him be five or six mana makes it pretty difficult unless he has some sort of writer that uh justifies that cost um and so from there it was a pretty easy pairing of like yeah we probably want him early in the curve um and i think when we're looking at archetypes there's generally the question of kind of like which champion should be coming down first um and creating the play pattern that the other champion can either follow up on or um you know take advantage of in some way or augment and so for him, for between him and Ari, it felt like a lot of sense of Kenan coming down as the early utility piece um, and kind of like setting up the board uh, and um, secondarily, like this quest of like him kind of like the summoning multiple times naturally wants us to have him be earlier in the game yeah. uh, so that you have the ability to kind of like get that online as early as possible. Hmm. So for the uh, in and out, type of combat so really i guess lightning rush uh for his skill set in league was the main reason for recall so i can totally see the stun uh of being obviously once you get those three stacks you get the stun off but is that how you came to to the recall package more so yeah uh we yeah sometimes we get good with we get lucky with champions where there's like a really easy one-to-one mapping of like this ability in league is exactly this thing that we could do in our game awesome like misfortunes (laughs) you know bullet bullet time is like great yeah that's just waves of damage that it makes itself we actually don't have to do much yeah uh for kenan we did have to get a little more creative on like what is the essence of like lightning rush uh and it's it is it's effectively a spell that's focused on just being really hard to hit and being really fast yeah and so like what was our good translation of like what is really fast makes sense to me any other kenan questions sonny anything in particular come to mind for kenan or yeah, package. mostly that level up animations. <laughs> He's like uh, throwing uh, his little shuriken into an eye. What, what's going on there? Is that yeah. anything that's like teases anything or should we be looking into that's a, that? Uh, that's a good question. Um, I unfortunately don't have too much of the narrative side on that one beyond uh, in initial planning. One of the things we always try to do is like, hey, we know this champion from League. Um, in Kenan's case, there's not a ton of story around like who his followers are, or who he hangs out with. And so yeah, our, right. our narrative and our art team we're, we're very excited, like, hey, so could we like him doing, like, could they just be like elemental ninjas fighting kaiju? <laughs> um, and so that was a pretty Good easy one. sell, it turns out. Uh, that works. And so I know that was kind of the initial seed of like, yeah, let's just have them fighting giant monsters. And, um, you know, I have no doubt that there's some like, Good detail of or backstory of like what these things are and 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 you know that kind of stuff but um that was basically the initial seed of yeah we just wanted him to fight giant monsters yeah yeah we've seen cats versus dogs and we're moving on to squirrels versus dinosaurs so i'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm all for it yeah it's the natural progression <laughs> yeah. we had a we had a huge debate of like is this void is it velkaz etc but if, if you don't follow uh den he's the the art lead over legend he put out uh, the sketches of that monster apparently it's some a spirit realm aberration thing it, it is it's got like six eyes it's it's wild it's a kaiju yeah like said. yeah um den is probably one of my favorite artists to work with because he is he's one of those artists where if you're like hey man this is what i'm thinking um you can like go to lunch and come back and he'll just have like these insane <laughs> uh just concept pieces that he's basically just doodled on or you know kind of like jammed out over the next couple of hours uh, and so it's always been, you know, one of the nice parts about the office is like walking past the kind of like the art pit bet, and just yeah. seeing him like working on something crazy and being like, hey, man, what's this? He's like, well, you know, I, I thought a dog would be cool. So then I just made it really sick and here's some things. And it's like, I don't. How did you start with a dog with this? Or like, how did you start with this basic thing? And now we have, you know, this awesome looking uh, monster. Incredible. Yeah, seriously. His, his artwork's absolutely insane. So you guys don't follow him. Please do. Uh, I think we should uh, we should go to Ari next. It wasn't our plan, but I think it just makes the most sense uh, in this in this discussion. So obviously she's got some synergy with Kenan right off the bat, like you've been discussing. Can you just kind of talk about her design process as a whole? 
Yeah, Ari was a tricky one. Um, I mentioned this a little bit, uh, I think, when when we announced her, um, and that uh, Ari is a champion that, like, what is core to her kind of depends on how you've interacted with Ari. So, like, if you play a lot of League, do you have some kind of understandings of, like, yeah, her kind of kit is this, I, I you know, I use uh, Charm on you, and then I dash around or hit you with your Q and kind of kill you. Right. Um, you know, if you're playing, uh, if you only see her and you're coming from a mid lane, she's the, you know, the mage that comes in, ults, kills you somehow, and then is away. Uh, or if you're someone that's like, you're coming in and seeing our game from KDA or from, you know, other other areas, she's this cool character that does these really cool things. And so for Ari, we kind of had to pick more than the other ones. Like, what's the specific flavor of Ari you want to go for? And like, what can we think we can execute on that's going to feel um, as cool as players think this character is? And so we... Uh, um, for her particular, we did something that we um, will sometimes do when we have champions that are kind of we're allotting a higher budget for in terms of like complexity and, and those types of things. Where we'll do like a designathon where people will just submit a bunch of that design and then we'll kind of like hmm. battle dome against them and see which one's the coolest one that kind of comes out. Um, and so in this case, uh, this was one of those designs where we kind of did like figured out that um, her ult is one of those areas that's really unique. We don't have a ton of things in our game that that plays with um, something like this. And then it was a lot of time and iteration of like, well, if we know that she's going to do this, what are the things that we can pair with her to make that feel cool or interesting? Um, as well as like, what is her artistic part that she's bringing in to, um, to the to like to this package? So in her case, it's like these Ionian kind of like they're not fake creatures, but they are creatures of Ionia that we 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 haven't really explored. These are you know. Um, uh, uh, very interesting and kind of unique characters that um, are very much tied to like the Vestayan portion that um, that Ionia has and, and yeah. kind of like that deeper wood area. And so um, with those two together, that's kind of how we ended up where we are here. Hmm. So uh, for anyone reading her card for the first time, I guess, uh, just there's a new bolded text of attack strike. Could you just describe that uh, for us since that we haven't seen that before on any card? Yeah, so attack strike is um it's interesting that it's not a keyword. It's it's uh you know closer to something like a vocab or a kind of like a game game action or a thing that happens, and then it's essentially just, you know, when she's attacking, uh uh when she strikes while attacking is kind of like the the longer form version of that. Um and but we had to be pretty careful around specifying because we have uh combat is really complicated in our game and in most in most games. It's just there's a lot that can happen there. Timing is matters a ton. Uh and um Rather than write that out purely, we actually kind of want to opt it for something that players could like hover over and kind of digest a little bit more, um, so that it didn't, it did did not, she did not read like uh, a nombo with other things where you're like, oh, I can use this with you know single combat and it'll be awesome, or I can use this on defense and it's going to be great. Um, uh, we actually really wanted to make sure that this was something that like, uh, it, you know, players would want to mouse over that because it is something that's kind of like it's pretty different or fundamentally core to what this card does. Yeah. Um, very interesting. Sonny, you got something? Um, well, mostly because I've been playing all day, so it's more of me being curious. But <laughs> Ari and Kennen were obviously meant to go in a deck together. Right now, we're seeing a lot of Ari Fizz being played and Kennen Ezreal. Is that something you guys expected too? Or was it really like these are pre-built more like Lurk or... Yeah, so um, I, I think I've talked about this the last time I was on here of kind of like linear versus non-linear decks. And linear decks is things like Lurk, where it's like the more you put into this deck, uh, the more you're likely going to have that specific good time. Yeah. Um, Ari, and, but for the rest of our archetypes, and usually when we're designing things, most of the time it, we, we kind of have the philosophy of the two champions should be able to play well together in the deck they're in. Um, if they find decks with other champions... Mm -hmm. That's that's like awesome, like great. That that's like we're we're totally happy with that. And so in this case, you know, I think uh, seeing Ari Kennen together is awesome, and I'm glad to see that people are playing that. Um, uh, them finding other champions that they pair well with is, I think, pretty natural. And in this case, for, for both of these champions, given how kind of open ended their quests are, um, it's it for mine. It's like it's pretty expected that we would find that we would see other versions or iterations uh, kind of pop up as players. Um, not only like figure out how the, the cards play, but also understand what the meta currently is at the time and how they want to adjust for that. Um, and I think that's like a that's like a strong point of these these types of champions, which are a little more modular. For sure. Yeah. So okay. when I think of, uh, I guess, of all time during your reveal season, when you put out a video and you show an animation of someone leveling up, but not just the animation of kind of what's happening after they level up. I think of Nautilus for sure. I remember that one being like, oh, my God, what am I looking at? This is insane. 
I remember Pike blowing up the entire board, but the third one is definitely Ari blowing up your own board. And I was like, oh, what is happening right now? She's just destroying everybody. That's probably one of the most convoluted sequences that you guys have put out as far as like one, one thing triggers 10 different things. How did that design process work there? Uh, it was pretty tough. Um, so when we're, when we're early on prototyping, uh, we don't have a lot of the visuals that y'all get to see. Um, so we yeah. kind of have to do a lot of squinting to make sure that, uh, Things are happening in a way that we think are going to happen if we get the visuals. Um, and so we went through a lot of iterations of this type of kind of like her ulting through combat um, until we could nail down something that we were, we felt like there was reasonable counterplay in some capacity as your opponent. Um, not necessarily uh, like, oh, I know exactly what to do every time, but just an understanding of like, can a player eventually uh, understand how to interact with Ari after some number of plays? Um, sometimes we don't have to do that. Some champions are obvious of like, cool, I just don't let them strike. Great. Um, but for Ari, we actually did have to spend a lot of time playing with and against her to um, get it to a complexity level where we felt comfortable letting players be able to learn uh, mm -hmm. and not feel like uh, after 20 games against Ari, you still have no idea how to, what, what she does or what's going on. <laughs> um, and then beyond that, uh, you know, I think once we started getting visuals in and we started kind of understanding the the gravity of what you can do with her in combat, um, there was a lot of kind of like playtesting iteration around like, okay, so we think these are the types of ways you can interact with her. Are they are they actually things that we can do to stop her? Or is it like every time she levels up, she just gets to attack, you know, <laughs> six times and there's nothing you can do about it? Um, and so there was a lot of kind of back and forth with our game analysis team on uh, just kind of like threading the needle on that actually being um, something interesting. But yeah. she is like definitely one of our most complicated uh, like sequencing matters champions that I think that we've released. Yeah. She might be the most complicated, but I, I gotta be honest, after watching it a few times, it was actually fairly obvious what she actually does. So nothing but props on that. It's, it's all done. Yeah, that's. I think that's our goal for a lot of this stuff is, uh, you know, after after seeing it at work a couple times, you can be like, okay, yeah, I get it. Like, great, that, that totally yeah. makes sense. Or if you're coming from League and I tell you like, yeah, Ari ults in her, in her when she attacks, she just basically gets to ult and just dash through and hit everybody. Because that was essentially the pitch for it. Um, I think that's like, that's where we're hitting like the... The sweet spot of you know our designs and making sure that we're like being resonant yeah so yeah it's funny because well, every time i think of ari from league i just think about getting charmed and just getting absolutely murdered as soon as i get charmed so it's cool to see that and i was very curious how charm would come in but it really makes a lot of sense i mean adding the recall synergy is cool but making them vulnerable that's yeah drag them out to battle right it makes total sense yeah love it yep. any other ari questions sonny uh no, I think that was it. Not a not a huge fan of Ionia, but I I think the first looks pretty cool. So that, that, that's impressive. Can't wait to get yeah, to my I, favorite region. Ionia is always an interesting region for us to design for because they have I think for players that have played for a long time, there's just like different types of trauma. Um, are you living? Are you like trauma from like the spooky Ezreal time or Karma? You know time period. Is it Lee Sin kicking you in the face? Is it uh, you know like Hecarim <laughs> ephemeral stuff? Like there's just like this this myriad of you know things. Yeah, it's Karma Ezreal, uh, Lee Sin. It's, uh, I, can, I can go on. <laughs> My yeah, glory's yeah. evolution being denied. Let's go <laughs> Mine all comes from actual League, of just losing to those champions in League, and now I lose to them in Runeterra. I'm like, God, dang it. I can't we maintain product consistency. It's really important to us. <laughs> yep. If you're frustrated about them in League, they are also frustrated about them in our game. Yep. Canon does not feel like a 2-1 top laner. I'm just going to say that. <laughs> He scales. That's the that was the whole. He scales into the late game. So oh, that's fair. That's uh, fair. He has it. a good old. Thing. <laughs> All right, we're gonna save Targon for last because uh, we're Targon fanboys. But uh, before right. the show started, I found out that Rumble uh, right here was actually Mr. Sunny's one trick here. He was a yeah, and I tell this story oh. every time I, I get the chance. I actually played with Bjergsen three times, and I was Rumble twice, and I lost twice against him. But <laughs> I mean, that's that's, oh, well. a, that's a good claim to fame. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> I I don't think Bjergsen was uh, playing in like bronze and silver but um yeah can you just walk us through the design process of uh, rumble for us the rumble is an interesting one um sunny I, I think as a probably a rumble one jerk you can understand that uh his kit is real difficult to try and translate like his it does a lot of different things it plays really interestingly but um i would say in terms of like a direct one-to-one -one, he's probably one of the perfect examples of uh what are we what are we going to do here how do we do this um yeah. And so on this one, we actually, um, we had already known at the point with Rumble that we wanted to do kind of like a discard matters, um, pulling from his theme portion of it, like he's this junkyard yordle that makes robots 
uh, or you know it makes these mecha these mecha and um you know that so using that as kind of like the initial seed it was like cool uh he's gonna be this junk scrap guy um there's a you know a good story with him actually where when we were initially talking about rumble um our art director or now art director andrew silver kind of came up because he likes rumble a lot too and he he kind of um in our like you know uh, design narrative art channel like hey man uh can you promise me that we'll make rumble twos uh like like cool because uh, i really want to redesign his mech um but i don't want to make his mech too cool for his stats so can you like make sure he's like really really like really, like he's like a stat <laughs> character or something along those lines because like these are the ideas i have and that was one of those where it's like absolutely yes we'll we'll find a way to do that um uh and so you know um Going from there, it was a good question of like, okay, well, how do we go about doing that? Um, and uh, at some point when we were trying to figure out like, what is his portion of, you know, discard? Like, what is he essentially creating? Um, the idea of like, well, you know, what if we just have like a, like a mecha battle arena? Like, we, we you know, we, we uh, <laughs> what if the, uh, what if it's him and other people at the scrapyard and they're all kind of like, um making their own versions of mechs that they kind of fight against each other to see like, who's the best. Um, and, and so that was like the initial feel of it. Um, you know, if you've ever watched like battle bots or anything, it's kind of like that idea of, you know, this, your friends have some things, we're all going to build some stuff and then just smash them together. Uh, and like, let's see who's the best. Um, and so that was actually really cool. Um, and from there it was a natural kind of thing of like, all right, so we know we're, we're going in that pattern of discarding as a, the bigger question was then was what is discarding kind of represented as we try to do this a little bit. So with Cyan, like discarding is kind of this idea of like, you're, you're bringing these things back to life. Um, and for rumble, it was, you're discarding these, uh, these cards that you don't need as kind of scrap to then build, uh, the mech itself. Um, and, uh, that was like a cool thing that we were able to kind of use as a, as a piece of fodder into then building these mechs. Um, and, uh, once we started having the, the 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 daunting task of like, well, how many mechs are we going to do? Um, do you just like get one at random? Do you get one for one? Do you get to pick? Is it based off the region? And uh, you know, at this point, we kind of knew that uh, manifest was going to be a big portion of kind of um, Battle City's region pie. And so there was there was the big moment of like, okay, cool. What if you manifest one of these mechs? Um, and uh, so that means we need to have a manifest pool that's kind of big enough to justify that. And I don't remember who mentioned it. It might have been our uh, our initial like art words guy Connor Sheehy, um, who was like, "What if we did callbacks from each region? Like, what if we did like a a region version of each one of those mechs that's kind of cool? And then also, what if we do little legends for them? Because you know he really likes Fury Horn or he really likes uh, Shisa. I think it was the Shisa that he really liked. Um, and so that was the that's kind of where it came from. Um, and so for the mechs in particular, we kind of had an open design call of. Hey, people that really like you know X region, pitch us some designs you think would be sweet, and that's kind of how we built these out. Um, uh, so yeah, that's kind of like the the long and short of like kind of how we got here with Rumble. I'm I'm impressed because it really it does feel very Rumble to me. But the <laughs> one thing that I thought was really interesting is that you have like you said these zombies with Scion and then the mechs with Rumble. But how did you how do you get to pair those together? It's like mechs and zombies. I, I love it, but. <laughs> It, it feels so yeah. like opposite. Our uh, so to be fair, in development, the kind of higher level thing before we had the concept was like these are these are kind kind of like uh, they're different flavors on engines of or you know like kind of created um, creations is kind of like the thought there, and so uh, that's why it was kind of important for us to figure out what is discard a minute like a, um, a you know a, a, like an allegory for. Yeah. Um, uh, but, a, a, you know, a manifestation of in the game. Um, and so that was actually pretty critical for us trying to, like, figure out how to marry those two together uh, from a, uh, at least a design standpoint. Um, and then I think our our art and narrative team on both sides did a good job of kind of contextualizing that within the actual region itself. Um, but, yeah, it was, uh, it was probably one of our bigger, you know, bigger uh, interesting things that we kind of had to solve for. Yeah, for sure. Okay. So, I, I mean... You know, you really didn't have much other discard support in the last set beside the Scion package. So were you kind of surprised to see Scion take off as well as he did without these known cards coming in the Bandle City? I know we touched on that at the beginning, but uh, and do you think Rumble will find a place with Scion at some point here as well? Yeah, so that's a good question. Um, that is actually probably where we spent a lot of our time um, with development was we knew Scion was going to be coming out before Rumble early on because we had to do our kind of like split of what champions go where. And so right. then uh, from there, there was a lot of kind of questioning and figuring out design-wise, like, hey, 
our current design package is actually pretty complete. Like, you know, uh, back then, like Jinx, Draven was a pretty complete package. Yeah. Um, and it was pretty hard to design cards for. So like, what are we going to do in order to make that feel like something that players are going to want to interact with? And how do we go about doing that? And so a lot of the cards that you see with Zion when he comes out, we're kind of paired with the intention of he probably pairs well with Draven or he probably pairs well with Jinx um, in a specific way that um, when Rumble comes out, the uh, Rumble version will feel a little different. Um, and so, you know, for us, it was like, we probably think the Scion Draven version is going to be a little more aggressive um, or like aggressive mid-rangey. And the um, the Rumble version is kind of, was initially designed to be like this like value engine where you can kind of like, you can just start to churn out these these medium or big sized bodies. Uh, and then you kind of need to figure out how to close the game out. Probably that is, you know, something like Scion or it's something like, um, uh, you know, Earthshaker or one of like the, the larger mechs that can kind of just close out the game really well. But that was um, that was trying to, kind of how we tried to figure out what we were going to do for the split there so that when Rubble came out, you just didn't look at him and be like, this is just the same deck. Um, we, we, you know, we didn't want that to kind of be the, the case. Fair. Uh, you know, really the most important question of all is do you have a personal favorite Mecha Yordle, not including Rumble? Yeah, I mean, uh, as the potentially only number one fan of uh, Slotbot, Salty Spinner was Dude, uh, yes. d- is definitely up there. He was <laughs> also the first one we designed because when oh. I was like, oh, we should do region callbacks, I'm just like, well, we're just going to make Slotbot again, but with a different <laughs> thing. Um, uh, so that one's definitely up there. I'll, I'll exclude that one because it's like a, uh, you know, it's not fair. Um, Professor Von Mech is probably my other one that I really like. Um, uh, and this is a uh, extremely like design nerdy thing, but the aesthetics on the card are really nice. He's four mana three two that makes a you know that creates a one two and three. The cards he creates pairs well with Yip and like what what, what the different types of uh, you know Yip cards do, as well as the like you know Piltover cards of like Yep. If you're also wanting to try and do like a one cost deck, a two cost deck, or a three cost deck, this card's you know that's the dream. Um, uh, which is to say, it's a lot of. Uh, stuff that will never matter but every time i read that card i'm like it's a win it's a win for aesthetics and that's really what matters here fantastic that's we'll, we'll take those answers i i i was you know praising the uh casino bot but sony was trashing on it so i you know just throwing you <laughs> i love slob bob I, I was just saying i mean if you're if you got a pick it's probably not your first choice that, that's true. all i was it's saying oh for sure for sure yeah it's it's the meme <laughs> one um yeah the, the cool part is like i think a number of these uh uh, you know, our team had ones that they personally liked a lot, um, which was cool. Like, yeah. um, as I mentioned, like the initial writer, um, Connor, was a huge fan of Smash and Dash. And I think mm. a lot of these made it through. But in the background, a number of these arts, you can kind of like see Smash and Dash, uh, like, you know, it hit the wall. And like, there's another one where they're like, uh, they're yelling at each other and and like, or you can see like their vehicle being pulled off the, the screen. Uh, and so there's a lot of like love and care into these. Um, Fantastic. And it was, uh, I think it was like a cool labor of love to to kind of get these out. Yeah. This is the first Little Legends we have in the game as well, right? That I, uh, I believe so, yes. Think of. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. So that, that's also pretty sweet for TFT fans. Um, all right, Sonny, we've made it to the time that we've all been waiting for, which is to discuss <laughs> the one true region of Targon. Uh, so can you walk us through how you design uh, Pantheon, who is just probably one of the most like ridiculous champions? I mean, I guess Aurelian Souls up there, but just this deity who even in his animation jumps to space and then crashes down. How do you, how do you design that? Yeah. Um, Pantheon uh, is a perfect example of kind of letting like his kit's cool. And we knew that like, yeah, we'll do like um, him doing, you know, the man drop or um, him doing his jump. Like, so like the key, the lead kits are, you know, we can find ways to fit those in, but yep. in terms of like, what's a mechanic that we rally him around uh, art was very much a, a guiding light here of like, you know um what is what is what is what is he doing in targon like what are his his kind of like characters and going on and like what are they about and so finding out from like the rework that he's kind of like yeah it turns out he's just like a god and demon killer and his the people he's with are also doing that um uh was a really good starting seed for trying to figure out like what his his mechanic and kind of like how do we go about that um and so uh as well as like what are the things that we can kind of um use within Targon to, uh, or sorry, what is the kind of like design hole in Targon that we could fill that would, you know, feel like it feels good for other cards. Um, uh, and so for Pantheon, it was like, he, he has this, um, his passive at least is like, you know, he gets stronger. Uh, you know, when you play, when you play spells like his, he has like these kind of empowered attacks and you know, the way you use that is like a combo of, 
you know, like use your next empowered attack, jump on somebody, deal a bunch of damage. Um, and so that was like a good seed for us to try. Like, well, what if we do something where like when you when you cast a spell on him, he gets he gets stronger, um, and then you get to go do stuff. And so um, those two pieces kind of paired together got us towards faded. Um, uh, and we kind of iterated beyond that. Um, we definitely tried some variations of like the, you know, how do you get the plus one plus one? Is it permanent? Is it temporary? Can you do it multiple times around? That was about one play test, uh, mm-hmm. because someone played the fill your hand with gems and then you just got <laughs> annihilated. Um, uh, um, but, uh, it was cool. Um, and I think, uh, as a note for this one, cause it's come up a couple of times from players of like, Hey, why are there so few faded, you know, characters or anything? Um, part of that is design and that like, uh, it's actually pretty hard to support multiple faded units on board if you're growing them, because um, you, you kind of want to be able to focus resources. But right. also from a theme perspective, um, it was something that we uh, we tried to maintain in that we do know that he has like a core group of people he works with. Like his his followers are closer to like you know that are like legends or specific people that he knows. And so we actually kind of wanted to like make sure that there was a good parallel there. Of hmm. um, so it's not like a bunch of people are running around with faded because his his group is kind of turned away from like normal targon you know beliefs of like aspects and stuff like that that's cool okay very cool uh so i guess really i, I mean you, you introduced faded and now that keyword like you said it can only be on three three people but that is a randomly generated keyword as well right so say like victor could acquire faded through through his uh hextech upgrades Yes, yeah. So okay. it's it, it's part of our like normal randomized or random okay. pool. So like, yep, it can be generated, it can be shared, and for those types of things, we're willing to you know throw our hands in the air around theme or or any sort of uh, direction there of yeah chaos. Yeah, uh, right. things can get well. It's just like things can get furious. That doesn't mean they look like a dragon. That's totally fine. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's part of the that's more towards the, like the gameplay portion of it. And we just kind of have to um, you know we know that it's okay and that's fine. Great. After watching Arcane Fate of Victor, makes sense. It's true. It's true. It was very true. <laughs> All right, so other than that with Pantheon, I guess I think what you said actually, uh, Sunny and I were discussing before how I mean, Sunny, you can talk about this too. Is we we feel like Pantheon definitely plays different than Targon has before, and you kind of discussed yeah. that it is different, right? Yeah, right. So uh, we were talking about um, how both of us really had like just a big love for Targon and how they how their play style was, and then that kind of fell a little bit apart when like that big set of nerfs happened with the Fangs and the Serpent and Star Shaping, where they have been. A little less playable. Um, but the thing is, when with Pantheon, it really feels like they have a very playable deck again. I mean, that's just from day one and playing it, obviously. But it, it felt very good so far. But it's 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 different. It definitely feels like it brings Targon back. It's different, but it still feels really, really Targon-like. And I'm I'm just impressed how, that, how you did that, I guess, with no Celestials actually really being involved, except like that occasional Moonglow that you get. So how did you <laughs> how did you get there, making it feel so Targon without any of the Targon stuff, except the self-targeting really coming into play yeah i would um i would credit a lot to our um internally we have someone that's kind of like they're the the region pie manager so their kind of job is like hey when we're when you want to design a card in a particular region like here's what the region you know those are foundational cards what do they do well do they not do so well um uh prior prior to pantheon coming out we we, we did those do those nerfs and uh, a big reason for that was targon targon's identity was um not as well-defined as it could have been. Uh, and that actually made it hard for us to d- design new cards. Um, and so uh, once we kind of like that had gone and passed and we were left with this new design space, it was much easier for us to look and say like, hey, Targon previously has been about these types of things. So there's like, you know, there's Celestials on one portion of it. There's, you know, there's like buffing, there's Nightfall, um, there's healing. But, um, you know, at their core, like, uh, they they kind of focus around um, they've got a lot of like unit protection or unit or just targeting their units right like gems is probably the like the marquee card there yeah. and so um, the interesting thing for us was we know this character is supposed to be a little bit of a, a different take on it so let's what is a different take on it that will still feel like it pairs well there and that hole ended up being um, on the design end like pretty clear for us which was great um, faded was probably one of the earliest keywords that made it from initial design all the way to, you know, with some adjustments to final. And that was, I think, ultimately kind of how we went about it of um, working with working with the region, you know, the region guy and being like, hey, are we straying too far here? Is this is this OK? Does this make sense? Um, and, uh, you know, so that paired with our game analysis team, um, who their job is just to know the game really well and be able to give us a realistic answer on what we think our, our, uh, our types of think we're going to do. 
Um, and they were also, you know, a pretty good job of like, yeah, this doesn't feel like Targon or this does feel like Targon and here's why or here's how we go about doing that um, from a like purely mechanical perspective uh, and like game to game feel. And so um, I give all of the credit to those those two parties uh, on this one. Um, uh, you know, our, you know, the, the rest of the design team was, um, you know, we were still play testing, but like they were actually, put, I think, put in a lot of the heavy work there. Yeah, it definitely feels like Faded yeah. slots right into Targon super well. Feels like it fits into their core identity. I also really like that the Blinded Mystic adds another form of silence for the region that, you know, kind of introduced that. And then as well as uh, Iula also giving Spell Shield, right? It also came out around when Targon came out. So you have another unit that gives Spell Shield. Other than the, uh, I forget the name of the one that, what is the crazy one, Sonny? I know you'll, na- you'll know it. The three drop two, two, who if you... Uh, three drop two two yeah she gives spell shield if you have a uh celestial. oh the the oh gosh, her name's bonkers i forget what it is i just can't remember it it's so it's, nice. it's one of zoe's followers it's I, one of zoe's followers she's nuts yeah with the the, uh, the giddly sparky sparklyologist <laughs> i knew you had it. yeah oh then you have the sparklyologist yes yes yeah yes, that's yeah uh, i'm like i know it's just yeah. so absurd but i'm never gonna get it right now <laughs> And then uh, also gems as well from the Freed Colossus. Yeah, yeah, gems, silence, and spell shield all coming back in. So very cool. Yeah, one of the one of the cool parts of designing car like archetypes and stuff. Um, once you have an, the region like established a little bit, is it's a little bit like putting together your own puzzle of like, hey, we have all these kind of pieces that we know exist here. So we have like silence, and spell shield, and um, celestials, and and uh, day and night. And so like, how do we put these things together? in a way that, that is new or different or feels different. And um, uh, sometimes it's really easy because it's like, hey, you know, I think in the case for silence, we don't have a lot of instances of that. Most of it's locked behind um, Celestials. Uh, so great. That's actually a great space for us to be able just to put that in there um, yeah. and and make that make that a thing that we know that we want them to be able to do, but also kind of like reinvigorate that a little bit. Um, and that's like a that's like one of the fun parts about doing card game or like card design. For sure. Sonny, any other Targon questions here? Uh, I guess one last thing about the level up and just getting a bunch of keywords. It, it it's a good way to finish the game. But how did you how did you get to that? Just making the Targon victor. Yeah, that was a fun one. Um, so, like I said originally, like when we agreed, we knew that we were doing uh, Pantheon. It's like, well, we're doing we're doing Azul. Like that's not a that's not a discussion. That's not like a maybe we won't do it. It's like we're gonna do it. It's just how do we go about uh, man? Like how do we go about um, realizing it in game? And so originally it was actually a spell uh, or variations of a spell of like yeah. you know him coming in and dealing a bunch of damage or like him disappearing from the board and and uh, a lot of those kind of didn't work out because they required him to leave, which uh, is weird when he has when you're kind of wanting to stack him with a bunch of stuff um, from faded, and so. Um, once we started to look at like, well, what are the again? This is like one of those. Um, how do we manif- How do we realize this in a way that is uh, good for our game? And um, uh, the getting keywords was actually one of the ones where, um, from the design, and we knew faded gets you a lot of a lot of stats. But uh, you know, you can. It's very easy to make like kind of like a high statted unit with no no keywords to actually end the game. Um, uh, so what is you know like what is the dream for a faded unit is um it's a keywords it's like overwhelm it's like spell should so you can't get removed maybe elusive maybe um barrier so you can survive the initial attack if you have to go again uh and um uh there was a initial thought of like well what if we just um give him like i know a couple keywords on the flip and he's more of like a you know a utility based or, or more of a like kind of like a workhorse champion and um once we started talking with reels about it our realization team um they were like, well, we're going to, we're, we, what we want to do for his level up is him doing the Skyfall. And uh, uh, that was a very easy for us to be like, okay, well, we can't just give him like two keywords. That's not enough. Um, what if we just gave him all the keywords and see how that <laughs> felt? Uh, and uh, there was uh, some iterations around there on like, he used to give very specific keywords and that felt a little pretty oppressive. Um, and also just not as exciting because you know, like, if you know he always gets barrier overwhelm. Uh, you know, tough, um, that big moment of him coming in is like actually kind of pulled away a little bit. And so um, from there it was like, well, you know, let's just, let's just spin the wheel and see like, what are the things we can get? Um, he already has a lot of keywords on him to begin with. So it was actually a little easy for us to understand like, what's the range of outputs in terms of like, Hey, is this going to be safe or not? Um, but yeah. Uh, and then I think the last part is just, like, it's just a cool moment. It's cool. It's like really cool to see him do this big moment. And then he just has a bunch of keywords and you feel really awesome. And that is a thing that we, 
I think when we can is really important for us to do because while card games are a bunch of math and uh, other things, like they're cool things too, and we get to we get to we get to make those, and that's uh, something we should celebrate, you know, whenever we can. I love it. Yeah. Yeah, I can't wait to level them up. I haven't yet. I only, only got to play a few games today, but went right to crafting. Made a uh, Pantheon Jarvan, and was just like, all right, got to got to plan. But I, I didn't get to level them up yet. One day, and then I'll have that moment. So we're gonna move beyond. Feels really good. Trust me. Yeah. Oh, you did it. Yeah, New yeah, video soon. Times. I need to. I need to check it. Out. I need to see what it's like. <laughs> <laughs> um. So moving past the champions, so we covered the four, uh, which is new too. I mean, previously, I guess it's something to touch on super quickly, but previously we normally would get uh, three champions in each of the mini-releases after. So this is, I believe, the first one that had four champions in a mini-release. That's just due to the sheer amount of champions that have to come out, I'm assuming now, with Bandle adding the 10th region. Yep, yeah. Um, yeah, we very much had a like N plus one kind of situation when we were releasing new, yeah. each new region because we want to be able to have those pairings. And so, yeah, the benefit of being the last region is it will also have like kind of the most champions coming out love it so we're going to go on and touch on i think two or three other cards that uh are in the release but aren't champions which aren't uh you know obviously the major focus of the set uh the first one i want to talk about which uh, i would get killed if i didn't ask is the yordle explorer so i guess real quick can you just give me your thoughts on the community's reaction to the uh, expectation of the power level of the yordle explorer yeah, um, so I'll, I'll, I'll kind of make two statements here. Um, I think the first one is, uh, regardless of the actual power level of the card, um, I think the important thing here is that, like, y'all are pretty frustrated about the state of um, Bandle City's power level, as well as just, like, the proliferation of Poppy and um, the Poppy kind of shell that appears. And so I think even if this card was, like, the worst card ever, the fact that it it is a card for that archetype hmm. um, feels, you know, I think in a lot of cases feels like salt in the wound uh and so um you know i think that's like that's completely reasonable there are a ton of reasons why this card came out when it did you know we have we have long development times uh it's actually pretty difficult for us to just like remove this from the release um uh because you know we have like we have other things that are associated with it from other teams but you know that aside um you know that's that is a thing that we like I, at least I personally, like, I understand, I recognize you guys are fully, um, you know, kind of justified in being like, Hey, what, what's going on here? Um, as for the actual power level of the card, I do think it reads more exciting or more good than it is. Um, particularly just because, uh, that deck is, you know, it's relatively juiced and, um, mm. uh, that card doesn't do anything immediately when it comes out. Right. Um, but, uh, you know, I am uh, just, <laughs> I'm happy to be wrong. I will probably be proved wrong, but we'll see. But, um, yeah, I think for me, uh, or at least for my my observation of it is, um, it's less so about Yordle Explorer's power level versus just, this is the, uh, this is another thing on this thing that we already know is kind of frustrating. And, uh, like, why is this card here when, you know, we feel like there's an issue already. Uh, so, yeah. Fair. I mean, dude, he's he's super adorable. I can't believe he's got binoculars around his neck and the two mini glasses on top. Like, he's just an incredible card. I mean, literally one of the funniest card arts. And this is in a set that just introduced 12 Mecha Yordles. So it's it's saying something. I love the dude. Uh, Sonny, yeah, anything about... Yeah, our kills it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Sonny, anything about Yordle Explorer? Uh, no, no. I mean, I, I did tweet about it. I think the, uh, the reaction of the community as a whole was exactly like just mentioned. It was... You know, you, you, the card isn't even in the game yet, so we don't really know. So it's exactly just that fact that it came out for an archetype that was already pretty strong. But yeah, time will tell. I, I don't think it's going to dominate right now. So yeah. Yeah. We'll, yeah. We'll and I think um, one of the things I would mention here is um, because like we and we've been pretty public about this of the the patch, um, the next patch uh, does have adjustments that we are looking at, you know, uh, mm -hmm. Bandle City as a whole, as well as Poppy. Um, and uh, I don't, my, my thing is like, I... I, I know that players, it's easy for players to kind of point at that card and be like, this card is the problem. But uh, I wanted to kind of like, I want you guys to understand that like we do realize that it is not just this card and this card is probably a red herring, but there's some fundamental like structural things that we need to be looking at for Bandle City um, in order for that region and that, and, and you know, Poppy to feel uh, not like they're everywhere. And so that is the stuff that we'll, we'll be looking at when we're kind of, um, you know, as, as we're like getting up to that point. Yeah, totally fair. And, you know, I guess a, a quick break from talking about the other cards. We did, 
have of a patch drop with this, which you know we didn't know at the time of the reveal of the Order Explorer. But uh, both the Young Witch got uh, minus one health, and Poppy got a minus mo- uh, one minus one, if I if I recall correctly. So, uh, I, you know, you're also working on live design as well. Did you want to touch on that real quick for us, Alex? Yeah. So we we've um, uh, we generally don't like doing release, uh, you know, balance releases with a new set coming out, um, yeah. and. Uh, a big reason of that is like we actually just don't know what you all are going to do when a new set comes out. Um, if we had, I can promise you that Poppy would not have come out uh, with the sets that she did. You know, um, but you guys are, as I usually say, are e- extremely good at just doing weird stuff or doing stuff in a way that um, is is it would actually be difficult for us to kind of like predict or understand. Um, Shelf Oak deck is like the prime example of like we did play with that deck that card, but like. Us, the time it took for y'all to get to that point uh, was, you know, a relatively long time, and so it would have been even longer for us. Um, however, uh, you know, we did make that commitment in October uh, around just being trying to be more reactive to things, and so in this case, um, we uh, we wanted to make sure that there was something that we knew would be able to at least kind of like uh, address what's going on. Um, it's not a full solve, um, and in this case, in particular, with this this release. We didn't want to do like a full, like you know, patch uh, on this one because we know that Poppy, or sorry, we know that um, the Ari Cannon deck is potentially very good. Um, we know that Pantheon does a lot, um, and Rumble is this kind of big unknown. And so, um, when looking at like what changes do we want to make here, uh, we were reasonably confident that there's a chance that like those decks just run over Poppy and it's not even an issue. Um, but rather than just saying, "Hey, we're not going to do anything at all." Um, what are the things that we can do that will kind of like help with what's going on? Young Witch Bat to 1 1, I think, is probably a pretty big one, um, especially because like the axis in which that deck was doing things is just so kind of like tilting um, that that made sense. And then as for the like the, the you know, the poppy nerf, um, there is uh, there's definitely more we can do there um, and uh, it's not unnoticed, but we uh, at least with this type of release, we did want to chip away at it a little bit. Um, and I'm, I'm making, a, you know, I, I will say that like, this isn't a situation like we've done in the past where every patch, we're going to like chip away at Poppy a little bit. And then eight months from now, she'll, she'll be in a space that's playable. Um, this was our, let's see if this gets us where it needs to be. Um, but the balance patch, you know, that we have coming up, um, more fully addresses kind of like the, the situation that we've got going on. Very nice. Very nice. Uh, the last card I have a question about, and then I'll let Sonny have, uh, have one if he wants one as well, but, I. I really wanted to talk about the minion because I don't know if we touched on it a whole lot in the, the last uh, podcast, but I, I've heard that the minion wasn't canon. I heard minions weren't canon in lore before uh, Runeterra really put them out as uh, Vagars, whatever, beings. But you now have the minion, which this one looks in particular to be the ranged minion. So the main question that everyone wanted me to ask you is super minion and canon minion when, as well as melee minion. Uh, good questions. Um, that is uh, one of those, um, you know, I think this card, uh, as well as like the whole Vagar package um, was a, uh, uh, I think I mentioned before, um, you know, Connor Sheehy, uh, who's one of our writers, um, he goes by uh, Fizz and Chips on Twitter. Yeah. Uh, he just loves Vagar. And so when we were originally working on him, he kind of came up with like, hey, so uh, I kind of want to do some like weird evil league stuff with Vagar. Is that cool? And we're like, <laughs> well, what do you mean? And so he listed out some of the characters he was thinking about. We're like, yeah, just let me know what you want the designs to be, man. I'll, I'll work with you to like make sure that we're doing this weird <laughs> wacky thing. And so, uh, you know, that's kind of how we ended up with a lot of those. And uh, Minion is one of them. And I would not, I, I, it's one of those, I can't promise it uh, because, you know, future design stuff. Uh, but I also would not be surprised if this pops up again in some time in the future. Um, it really kind of comes down to like, you know, uh, uh, player player feel and I think like opportunity space. Yeah, for sure. I, I think it's in the same field of uh, people wanting like the red buff now that blue buffs in the game. It's like that's everyone just wants every single character that's in league, every part of the map. Now they probably want the new uh, Chemtech dragons and things like that as well. So. <laughs> yeah, I mean when you start a cycle, uh, if you don't fix the cycle or finish the cycle, players uh, and end designers will be very. <laughs> agitated every time we're like well we, we could like we already did three of them but there's four so we could do the fourth one right <laughs> exactly uh sunny any it, final questions there uh yeah i just wanted to say also that it's also actually called blue sentinel so as far as i'm concerned it's just part of the senate package 
Um, <laughs> okay. Uh, one question I had actually is, um, so we had so many yordles going to uh, regions that are not like exactly where they're, I, I don't want to say meant to be, but some are like kind of a stretch in some way. So I, I just have to ask, like no uh, in Noxus, Rumble versus Kled, was that discussed? Because Kled is Noxus, so I, yes. I think some people uh, were a little confused about that one. Yeah, I was wondering when I was going to get this question because um, no one on t I, my expectation when Rumble came out and I, I asked for comms guy about it uh, uh, um, beforehand of like, hey, so should we have something ready about the whole Rumble Cled thing? Um, and he was smart and saying like, you know, let's let's actually let players tell us that's a problem and not uh, you know uh, start a fight uh, um, you know preemptively. Uh, and so yes, I, I will kind of kind of go into that. Um, no, 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 it's good. Um, we did consider Kled um, when we were looking at what champions we wanted to do. As I think you guys are saying, like Kled is a very easy windmill slam in Noxus. Yeah. Um, so much so that we actually kind of had to do the question of, um, you know, these 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 uh, pairings were supposed to be, you know, Bandle City X, and Kled is a unique case where he is kind of like the soul of Noxus in this way. He's like a, you know, he's a mythical character that shows up to defend Noxus, even from other Noxians. And uh, we, uh, uh, there was a bit of a like a larger question of like, hey, if we put him in Bandle City, a what are what story are we telling? Because he's kind of this loner that doesn't really interact with his kind. And uh, does it have the level of support we would need in order to make a Kled that feels like Kled uh, in 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 Bandle City as part of his his kit? Um, and um, at least in the initial designs that I worked on him, uh, he every every iteration of Kled felt much better as a mono Noxus, almost like an allegiance style character. Um, and so that kind of ran counter to what we were trying to do with Bandle City, um, uh, especially once we'd kind of figured out that like, hey, discard is the general space we want him to be in. Trying to justify discard for him was actually also pretty difficult hmm. um, just from a like, what does this lead kit do into, into ours? So that was kind of like one of the, that's, those in combination were kind of the big reasons for us to move away from Kled in that specific spot and find another champion that we felt like we could tell an interesting story for and would, you know, align well with mechanics. Um, and so that's kind of how we moved to over to like uh, Rumble as the example there. Right. Yeah. And I don't want to make the question too long, but I'm assuming it was something similar with Vex versus Viger, for example. Um, or, yeah. Or Vex yeah. is too recent, maybe. Uh, so there is a little bit of like, um, when it comes to those champions like Vex, I think, um, I don't think Vex was far enough along in development at the time that we were working on Vandal City to be able to design a whole champion around them. Um, that's actually a pretty difficult thing for us to do. Um, we ran into this a little bit with Senna and that while we were working on Senna, uh, Senna was about to come out, but not yet. And so mm -hmm. we actually, um, that was actually, sorry, I should say that was a little easier because we could just book a meeting. Like I could book a meeting with August, who's the designer of Senna and be like, hey, what's the latest on Senna? Can I get a can I get it in on the playtest? Um, how does like what's the champion doing? If we design cards like this, is it okay? Or you do you feel weird about that? And with Vex, um, uh, either she hadn't been started yet or she was so early on in her design that the ability for us to kind of like confidently pin designs to that um, would have been really difficult. And I think one of the kind of like big disappointments would have been Vex comes out uh, in league looking like she does. And our Vex um, is just like either nowhere near the same or is off just a little bit or just yeah. enough that it feels like we weren't in communication internally. And I think those are things that we um, like, we want to make sure that we're putting out the best version that we can. And that ultimately kind of like gets in the way of that. Okay. Very nice. Very nice. We, you guys did nail it with Akshan uh, before. So that was, that was very well timed when you released those two at the same time. That was super impressive because he, uh, yeah, certainly feels that way in both games. Yeah, yeah, I think the the the, the team that worked on Akshan, um yeah, and and Viego, I think was another one where like they yeah. did a really good job of uh, working with the league team to make sure that we were on the same page when it came to like what their designs and their packages were going to look like. For sure, yeah, got to be a challenge. Well, Alex, thank you very much, uh, Sonny. If you don't have any further questions, I just want to say thanks, Alex, for uh, hopping on to the show, talking about uh, these four awesome new champions and some of the concerns of the community. We really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you for having me. Um, it's a it's a general pleasure to be able to you know uh, nerd out about stuff, uh, especially cards. Um, and I appreciate you guys letting me ramble on. Of course. Till next time, guys. Thank you. See ya.
Thank you for checking this episode of the Twin Sons Podcast out. If you're looking to support us in other ways, you can check us out on YouTube at the Twin Sons Podcast. You can also check us out on Discord, join our Discord, where we have tons of great discussions and keep you posted on all of the content we make. You can follow us on Twitter, which is just twitter.com slash thetwinsonspod. You can also follow our co-host, Cruzen and Josh, and even Mikey, all on Twitter as well. Uh, all of those links will be in the description of the video or the podcast that you just listened to or watched as well as uh, Twitch streams. We have all four of us are also streaming on Twitch occasionally, so you can feel free to dive into those. If you want to support us on Patreon to go even a step further, feel free to head over to patreon.com slash Podcast. We have a bunch of different tiers there where you can actually uh, get different upgrades and different support for the show and actually get some nice rewards as well. And finally, if you want to check us out on Teespring, we have a bunch of cool swag based on the logos that we've had made for the podcast over the life of the show itself. So thank you guys again for all of the support and, uh, Catch you next time.